0: Welcome to the Leader, Manager, Coach podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader, Manager, Coach. Welcome along to the podcast. It's great to have you with us. Now today's episode is number five in the series of Eknath Yaswaran's Words to Live By. As you know, I am a great student and a, and, a, and a great one for for digging into philosophy and digging into knowledge and wisdom. And one of the authors and one of the gurus, if I can use that word, that uh, came to my consciousness in the latter part of 2019 when I was looking for the next book which was one of those books that you can find and there's plenty of them around where you read a little bit every day and um, the one that I was guided to is Eknath aswarans Words to Live By. So this is number five, this is the month of May and Eknath Yaswaran's Words to, li- to Live By as can be applied to the world of leader, manager, coach. So uh, here we go and um, let's find the, the real nuggets and let's distill it so that you can really bring it to use in your own life. As we always say on leader, manager, coach, it's for football, for sport and so much more for life. So, number one, what does Eknath say? He says, number one, he says that always remember that what you perceive is just an image in your mind and your limited brain's potential to take in that information at the, that time means that the image you see and what you believe is reality is just your own image. So, in terms of a, of a coaching aspect or a management aspect we always really need to ask the question of is there more to this story what is the backstory what else could be happening or could have happened or could have been responsible as an additional imposing factor on what I'm seeing that would change my opinion for example I've been on a cold windy AstroTurf pitch and I've seen a young player doing things that I thought you know I need to go in there and I need to correct that and I need to change that and I need to have a little word there because that's not really great and afterwards I may well have gone in and said listen you know pulled the guy up and done whatever was necessary as a coach And afterwards you find out that uh, there's things going on, there's things that have happened during the day that really do explain what was going on. So we have to always be mindful that what we see and what we perceive is limited. It is only our perception. And if we remember that, we will always have that little bit of an openness. It doesn't mean you shouldn't have an opinion. It doesn't mean you shouldn't act. We can only rely on our perceptions, but if we are humble enough to understand that what we see can be open to different interpretations, it will all be for the better. Okay, next one. Here we are, controlling your own desire and will. At the end of the day, as autonomous individual human beings, Eknath reminds us that we have for the good of ourselves our desire and our will which are the things that drive us as individuals and drive humanity and drive progress and evolution because we are all driven to do to achieve our own desires that's what our desires are there for they're not bad they're 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 part of the process so we have a desire to do something to achieve something to get something to acquire something to engage in something to experience something to relate to something the person a business a a sport an achievement whatever it is and then we apply our own desire sorry our own will to that which is our our way of applying our energy and our amazing mental focus to move that forward what Etnath is saying is embrace that, recognize that power, but also understand that we have to control it. If you look at, and here's kind of an example of, of you know what I love reading about, if you look at some of the most horrendous things that have gone on in the 20th century in terms of you know the stuff that Jordan Peterson talks about. You know the the con the, the the contributory factors to World War II the Nazi regime, what went on to shape Solzhenitsyn in, in Russia, with the gulags, and what is alleged to have gone on under Mao in China. Uh, and the things that went on in Rwanda and many other parts of the world too uh, and you know the Yugoslavs and, and all the rest of it Th- there was ultimately people who drove that the leaders who drove that had a, had a desire to achieve something and they applied will to it So the principle of desire and will is the same, and that's what I'm trying to just get over. But their desire was off kilter and their wills were uncontrolled. Because when things start to go wrong and things start to go awry and there are start to begin to be bad or tragic consequences for people, that is when we can apply a will To change our tack when it's obvious. But if we just allow our wills to go on and on and on and on, unfettered and and, and not reined in, that is where the danger comes in. It's the the monkey with a machine gun syndrome. You know, guns in themselves are not bad. They're tools. And it's what the person does with that tool you know an axe is a tool to chop trees down and create warmth and wood and build a home with it's all also a deadly weapon and that is what we're talking about so eknath reminds us to think of our will as the all-powerful thing that it is and to use it in the right way okay here's the next one number three always remember that if you are looking for peace and looking for ultimate freedom and ultimate power you have to go to one place and one place only and that is within yourself you know we sometimes we want to go on holiday we want to go to this place or that place and this countryside or that part of the country and these things provide us with conditions conditions for us to be more relaxed conditions to get away from it all in inverted commas but ultimately as Eknath talks about, because he is a great proponent, as I am, of the practice of meditation. And he talks about the only real place is within yourself to find that place. You can rejuvenate yourself, you can regenerate yourself, and you can find whatever it is you need to deal with your daily challenges within yourself. You do not have to go to a far flung country to five miles outside the city, although these places. Obviously, have their beauty and help us enormously. Okay, number four: giving and service and love have no barter. So, if you commit yourself to service, so as a manager, as a coach of a young player, you say, "I will help you to achieve your goal." If you commit yourself to working with me, we will do this, that, and the other, and. Um, then that person is going through a difficult time and they have challenges and they're not responding to you in the way that you wish. Um, Yes, of course, the consequences need to have a communication and a discussion. But, you know, sometimes in relationships, they're very rarely, as Brenny Brown talked about last week when I listened to her, they're not always 50-50, they're very rarely 50-50. And it's not about being 50-50 because if somebody is, is running on 20% gas because they've got additional challenges, they've got additional stresses, they've got things going on in their life, you may be the one who has to step up to the 80%, 80% and you have to give and you have to be responsive and reflexive to that. And uh, that's the to bit. You, know, you cannot say, well, I'm only going to go to 50%. You say, I'm only going to go to 50% because 50-50 is fair then very quickly, things are gonna fall down. 50-50 is not where it's really at beyond fiscal relationships. If you want a a relationship that's beyond fiscal, forget 50. Leader Manager Coach podcast is available via the Leader Manager Coach app. Download it now to access the rich resource of unique, insightful, and educational material to help you on your own journey in football, sport, and life. Leader Manager Coach. For the game. For life. Available now on Google Play and Apple App Store. Okay, here we go. Sometimes we get obsessed and we get focused on little tiny things. Eknath reminds us to stand back, take a step back and look at bigger pictures because he reminds us that we often have to give up a little bit in order to have everything we need. Sometimes we think, oh, if I only get, if I only achieve this if i only work towards this if i only achieve that goal how many times have you if you were a you know that type a personality if you're that driven person that achiever that leader that goal setter i just got to get to point b and i've got to get at point c and everything will be okay and every time you get there it's not okay and sometimes we just have to give up a little bit that little tiny goal setting in order to achieve the bigger picture, which is that peace of mind that pervades everything that allows us to go on and actually be a more successful, a more balanced, a more positive and a, and a more rounded person who has a, a, a successful journey, not Constant, an unsuccessful, happy, stressful journey. Constantly looking for that end result, which actually never ever comes. Eknath reminds us about that. He also then goes on to say number seven. Always remember, it is your journey. Jordan Peterson talks about this. We are all individuals. And we have many similarities, but we have so many differences. Yes, we're all human beings. Yes, we're all physiologically similar, but the little subtle differences which science hardly understands, makes us all different. And we have similar challenges. We have similar goals. You know, whether it's financial, whether it's sporting, whether it's achievement, whether it's relationships, whether it's the whole spectrum, but we are completely individual and the more we tap into that individuality, Brenny Brown talks about this, Jordan Peterson talks about it, Eknathy Aswan here is talking about it. It is your journey and the more you are like yourself, the more... The happier you can be and the more committed you can be and the more settled you can be with yourself, with your frailties, with your physical appearance, with your looks, with your strengths, with your psychology, with your weaknesses. It doesn't mean you should accept everything in terms of not trying to improve, but there's a balance. And he talks about it being such a personal journey and it's the same for everybody. So if you are a coach and a manager, and a leader by embracing that fact and treating everybody as an individual. And, you know, one of the beautiful things that, that I've talked about and, and other coaches talk about is, is when you can get that squad or that 11 individuals to just s- synchronise and, 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 and be like this symbiotic being of one team on a pitch with 11 people, completely complete 11, complete total authentic individuals who at that particular moment in time can can come together and 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 be like a symphony orchestra and play and act and be that's a wonderful thing but ultimately everybody is an individual we have to remember that okay number number 10 or next one i always lose the numbers in these next one and i've kind of alluded to this a little a little cup a couple of points before remember the power of your attention i talked about will you can substitute the power of your attention for the word will what you focus on and the power that you can achieve the power that you can drum up by frequent constant regular practiced focused attention is unbelievable It's when you fritter your attention, you jump from A to B to C to D to E to F, and you're going here and there, and it's the magnifying glass under the sunlight that creates a warmth compared to a magnifying glass that's held constant in one place, that heats the paper, that reaches Fahrenheit 451, that whoosh, we get a fire. And it's getting to that place. You know, I work with people... And so many people, the vast majority of people are unable to maintain a focus of their attention. And they're jumping and jotting from this to that to the other. They've got emails open. They've got telephone calls. They've got clients here and this, that, there and all over the place. The power of your attention, it's Cal Newport's deep work. It's George Leonard's mastery of Practice and it's etnath yaswarans, power of attention. And on that way he talks about meditation and he talks about training your mind because that is where your power is and that is your path. If you can train your mind, so when you're with a with a group of people, when you're coaching, when you're putting your session on, when you're doing your business meeting, when you're doing your communication, your family meeting whatever it is, if you've got that ability to bring people's attention to a focus point for however long that is and it's going to be a short period of time to start with, and you can begin to train those people when they enter that environment, whether you use a you know a, a technique to get them into that mindset. And then to focus for an hour on the coaching session that you're doing. Get them to focus on the practice that they're doing. That purposeful practice. But it has to also start with you. Because you cannot stand on a podium. You cannot be on the field. You cannot put your arm around people and ask them to do something. Unless you've walked the path yourself. You know, Gandhi talked about it. When somebody came and asked him to teach their child not to eat so much sugar he said come back in two weeks time why because I will give up sugar now and when you come back in two weeks I will be able to tell you that you can do that so you have to have walked the path but it's that going back to the point it's training your mind where all your power is and if you can do that everything else will kind of start to fall into place Remember, as the Stoics also talk about, and this is a great one that Marcus Aurelius in his meditations talks about, remember that today, he says, as Eknath talks about, you're going to meet people who take your energy, who are going to fritter your focus, who are going to waste your time, are going to be self-centered, and are going to be erratic and angry. Love them anyway, and carry on in your own way. If you're a leader, if you're a manager, If you're a coach, do not ask for your life to be easy. Do not ask that question. Ask to be stronger. Because you're going to meet people who take your energy, your focus. are going to waste your time. They're going to let you down. They're going to be selfish. And they're going to do things that you do not agree with and you do not like and make you angry. That is part of the price of being a leader, being a manager being a coach and of being somebody who leads the way in life Um, you have to love them anyway you have to remain calm and remain centered that is our own path because that is how we become the person that they wish to follow in their own time when they see fit when they start to naturally buy into it we can't make them do it You have to just keep walking and those who want to follow you will follow you. In your team, in your squad, in your group, in your members, in your family group, whatever it is, your businesses, your niche, your area, you're going to have people at all kinds of different places mentally and you're going to be at different places mentally at different times and you know that life is this great big messy thing that we try and negotiate our way through as best we can. And the only real way we do that is starting to be in control of our own mind. And as the Stoics say, understand what it is we can control. And ultimately, it is our own mind and our own thought processes and our own centering that we can control. And from there, that we can emanate out by example, that people will naturally follow us. Okay, remember the next thing... You have to regularly, and this is he's talking about meditation here. You have to regularly learn to empty yourself so that you can be renewed and refilled. You know, this is the power of sleep. This is the power of rest and rejuvenation. This is the power of letting the tension go, moving away, going for a walk, changing your mind, having a nice meal, having some real quality sleep and doing your meditation practice so that you can come back renewed with things let go and things drop that aren't necessary, tensions changed so that you can move forward. It's when we carry our baggage forward that we've all done, that I hold my hand up and say I've done so much. You carry it forward and bring things forward that just need to be left there. And he talks about that so eloquently. When you come back to your next session, New start, clean slate, bang, let's start again. Never forget that every single thought you have counts because a thought process will often lead to a verbalization. It might be self-talk, then it might be a conversation. And from a conversation, it might be a plan. And from a plan, it becomes an action. And from an action, it becomes a habit. The seeds of manifestation are your thoughts if you have a thought about something remember it is powerful it's not negative it's not positive it is just a thought it only becomes negative or positive according to how you think about it if you're a a thing that you think right i want to do this and then you consider it yourself and you have some self-talk about it and you discuss it with a colleague and then you put a plan in place and then you put an action in place and so it ultimately manifests You know, the the more you're in control and the better quality your thoughts are in the first place, the better will be the quality of your outcome. So remember, again, it links back to that controlling your mind and what you put your focus on. Okay, next one. Eknath reminds us to be centered and to slow down and to be calm this is a big big learning thing for me i I, I cannot tell you years ago how i often used to be on a treadmill of going from one to the other to the other to the other to the other and it was almost this hour upon hour of drive for efficiency to get as much done as possible but being fritted and worn down and tired and, and frazzled at the end of the day and hopefully the journey has enabled me to be a little bit more centered and a little bit calmer and to breathe and to take things as they come and hand things over and to use the power of understanding that things will take a certain amount of time no matter how quickly we want them to be done. But if we work into something called Kairos and Kronos, Kronos being man's time and Kairos being the universe's time, and, you know, babies grow in a certain rate in the womb and grass grows at a certain rate and trees will bloom and blossom and flowers will grow. But it all occurs in nature's own time. And that heartbeat and that fluctuating time is something that if we can get into harmony with that and, and deal with that and how players develop and how they grow and how they come on board and how things evolve. Yes, we might want it yesterday, but it's not going to happen so slow down be centered get into the flow and uh, the journey will be so much better understand next one from Eknath understand the power of listening sometimes we get carried away by our own mantra and our need to pass on information particularly if we're a coach often it is about listening You know, there's that old saying, if we have two ears and one mouth for a reason, are we using them in that ratio? Can we get better at listening so we find out where our people are, what it is they want, what they're struggling with? That doesn't mean we don't communicate strongly. It doesn't mean we're not affirmative. It doesn't mean we're not assertive. It doesn't mean we don't say things strongly and and in a positive way. It means we might just need to take a step Take a breath and make sure that we really are listening. It's a difficult skill. Okay, next one sacred time. Really, as Eknath points out, all time is sacred because the only time we have is now. The power of now, as Tolle wrote in his book it's all about now and we if we waste time it's gone it's never coming back all time is sacred the more we recognize the value of our time the more we will understand focus and the more we will get out of these particular moments in time now there's moments when you communicate with your players there's moments when you communicate with your colleagues the moments when you're in that coaching mode, you're on the grass, all that work you've put into to getting into that 45-minute session on the grass, all that planning, all that thought process, all those people coming together for that particular moment in time, make it sacred. You know, sometimes we take meal times for granted. We're in the 21st century where we eat on the go and we get Starbucks and we get costas and we get snacks. The the, the, the norm of families sitting down at, a certain time every day and families coming together and discussing what happened in the day that is not the norm anymore certainly in western industrialized societies i'm not trying to say things are wrong what i'm saying is that there's a lack and a loss of an understanding in my opinion because i back up what eknath says here of sacred times and there's certain times that may be more sacred than others because those family times those player times those communication times those meetings they really do require focus and the more we can value them the more we will get out of them the more we protect them and make sure they happen and don't get eaten away by the politics and the economic drives of society and the more we can stand up and be assertive and say no This is happening on my watch. This is happening because you believe in that time is sacred, the better things will be. Okay, distance Eknathy Aswan says the greatest distance in the world is the distance from your head to your heart. What a wonderful statement that is! We could do a whole podcast. Just on that one statement, if you like, the distance from your head to your heart. How many times have you sat and listened to somebody who could give you the best data, the best knowledge, the best information? It's cutting edge, it's up to date, it's scientifically valid, it's true, and it's viable. but it doesn't resonate. And then you could listen to somebody or be in a relationship or a communication, however that is with somebody, who has an emotional involvement, who is involved, who has walked the path. This is a little bit like Gandhi who said, I won't ask somebody to give up sugar unless I've given it up myself. So you hear somebody who's walked the path and how they communicate and how they are tells you more than the information itself. This is the same as who you are and what you are speaks so loudly, I cannot hear what you say. This is the same as the distance from your head to your heart. So what it is that goes into your mind and your brain, when that goes into your heart, that is who you truly are. And that is the person you will truly be. And therefore, that is the influence that you can be in your life. It has to go from your head to your heart. Otherwise, your influence will be limited. It's a beautiful statement. It's an amazing statement. Okay, moving on from that, here's a great one which, which totally relates to that. Because if you come from a heart position, which by the way has to be balanced with logic, you know, emotional responses have to be balanced with logical responses. You can't go and buy a house just because you like it if it's a million pounds, a million dollars, more than you can afford. But Eknath, next one, he talks about gambling on goodness. Be a person who gambles on goodness. You see a kid, you see a player, you see a person, you meet somebody. Do you have that thought process that you see the potential, you see the possible fulfilment, you see the outcome of how it could be in a positive way? Or are you coming from a sceptical doubtful everybody is guilty until proven innocent mindset look i'm not saying one is good and one is bad because people have different life experiences and let's put it like this if you've been through a brutal experience with a certain subset of people in your life and you've had tragic experiences and you've been brutalized or bullied or you've had real challenging experiences, nobody can suddenly expect you to have a positive outlook from the consequence of re-experiencing that kind of thing again. But can you be somebody that has that courage, that has that ability to gamble on somebody's goodness and see the beauty and potential in somebody? Because when you get... Where as a coach, as a leader, as a manager, the, the world is full of millions of people who do not recognize and do not realize and do not understand and haven't dug deep enough and never been taught, never been shown and never had that possibility to, to find out and understand their own beauty and their own amazing abilities. And what they need and what they require is they're looking for that person to believe in them so that they can believe in themselves. So, so they're looking for the leader, the manager, coach who can facilitate in them the understanding that they as an individual are all powerful. And if you are somebody who can do that and be that, you will be, you know, I I can't even put it into words really, but you will be the person who, uh, that they will be thankful for the rest of their lives and and you will know that you're one of those people. But that is the ultimate, really, the ultimate skill set in leading, managing and coaching. Let's talk about it as gambling on goodness. Be a gambler on goodness. And that's almost a great way to end this. You know, I, and I think there's there's a couple more points that I was going to talk about, but I'm going to leave it there. You know, we're probably half an hour into the podcast and um, we've gone through, it's not about qual- uh, quantity. It's always about quality. Always, always about quality. And I'm going to leave it there. So those are Ek Nath words to live by and the thing that comes out of it most of all and again i'll say this you know i'm blessed to be able to do this because i learned so much from re-going over this stuff just to share it if there's one lesson you take out of this podcast it's the greatest distance in the world is the distance from your head to your heart and once things get into your heart yes you need to balance that with rational logical thought processes to make sure you're not jumping off a cliff but dare you be the person have you the courage to put your own vulnerability on the line and be a gambler on that's leader manager coach that's uh, that's the episode it's eknafi aswaran's words to live by don't forget the leader manager coach app download it check it out Find out which courses might be appropriate for you. You just might want to get on the podcast and the videos, and read a couple of the articles, and share it. That's leading my team. All right, old well, as always. Great job. Okay, bye bye.